Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. We're going to continue on the blessed life. How many were here last week, heard part one? It's all about the heart and I challenged you when we left last week. I said, find a need this week See where you can be a blessing. You know, we all see, I live in Vallejo, so it seems like every corner there's somebody panhandling, you know, that you can bless them here and there. Uh, but I prayed, Lord, bless everyone here. Help them to find a need. How many found a need this, this week? You know, maybe, maybe you didn't, maybe you did. Um, it doesn't mean that there isn't a need out there. Because when I, when I said find a need, find a need above and beyond what you would normally do. And that's challenging to look for needs around, because they're all around us. And they may not just be the panhandler on the corner there by Target or wherever you may be going. It, it could be somebody at your workplace that's hurting, that needs something from you that only you can impart into that person. So I'm still believing that God, for those that didn't meet that need this week, that God's going to present something to you and you're going to be able to meet that need. Amen? So this morning, I want to continue what it means to biblically live the blessed life. And we talked about how living the blessed life, that means to be uh, whole, to be completely uh, right spiritually, physically, mentally. That's, that's living the blessed life. Robert is living the blessed life. Why is that? Because he, he walks in obedience to God. He's learned these principles. There are principles in the Word of God that are meant for the church, but I'll tell you this right now, principles in the Word of God can work for the unbeliever, just as they do for the believer. What I mean by that is, we all know that there's the principle called gravity. If we jump off of this roof, I don't care if you're a scientist, or if you're a laborer, ditch digger, you're going to fall down, and you're going to come crashing to earth. That's the principle, the law of gravity. God's laws are no different. They work for everybody. Although we as the church, we declare these principles, we believe these principles, and we live by these principles. Amen? And so what I want to try to teach you is that these principles will transform your life for the better. Now, today I'm going to talk about tithing. And you know our church. You can, you can share that with other people. We don't talk about money. We don't even pass the plate around. I last spoke on money two years ago. Okay, but part of the blessed life is this tithing message. And but hear me out at the very beginning. It's not about money. What what I'm speaking on today. It's about your heart. It's about generosity. See, I I, I said this last week, and I didn't know Ivy was going to do this today. Believe me, that's thank you. Apparently, my I, I need to really go back to school and learn some more principles on academics because that will be a big help. That software, I've been wanting that for years, but thank you so much to those that can contribute. But having said that, I, I didn't know this was going to happen today, but at the same time, our hearts are, if we're generous, that principle there, there's some principles of blessing that come in your life because of that. Amen? Last week, we talked about how God is generous and the enemy is selfish. Satan is selfish. Our natural reaction sometimes can be to be selfish. 
And I don't know about you, but I get the greatest joy every year at Christmas time when we give gifts to, to our kids or to others here in our church and watch the big old smiles come up in their face. That's the biggest joy. And why is that? Because we're being generous. It's being or doing a God-given gift that you've been given. You've all been given a gift to be generous, all of you, whether you realize that or not. Now, some can give greatly, some can't. But what, what God is expecting us to be generous of our time, of our talents, of our treasures. Okay, so let's keep going here. I just want to set this up real quick. In the Bible, there's, I just want you to hear this. There's 500 verses in the Bible concerning prayer. 500 verses in the Bible concerning faith. Now, hear this. I want you to listen to this. There's more than 2,000 verses relating to money and possessions. Now, why is that? Because it's where our heart is. Generally, that's where our heart is. See, Jesus knew that. That's why he one day spoke to this very rich man that came up to him and said, what must I do to, to enter into your kingdom? And he said, you must sell everything you have. Give it away. And then you'll have Salvation, basically, is what Jesus told the man. And the, why did Jesus tell that man he had to sell everything? Because he knew that that man was a slave to his possessions. In other words, they owned him. He didn't own the possessions. They owned him. He was a slave to it, and it was a great trouble. It was a great effort for him to have to do that. And, and so the Bible says he, he sadly he turned around and walked away. Because he couldn't do that. He couldn't part. He was selfish. And, and that's the gist of what Jesus tries to tell us in the New Testament. See, again, we don't need a penny from you. We really don't. Uh, having said that, I do. We, we pay for the rental of this facility. But beside that, we don't need your money. What God wants to speak to every one of you is your heart. Is your heart. Where is your heart in terms of one another? With your family with your coworkers, with those around you that you run into on a daily basis. I, I don't want you to leave here today thinking, there goes Pastor Rick. He's just like all the other pastors. All they want is this. No, you're missing the whole point if you leave here thinking that. This is not about that. This is about your heart. Amen? Yes. Tithing, when you hear that word tithing, just so that we're clear, is an offering to God of the first tenth of your income which is thoroughly biblical, and I'm going to show you where that's at. Furthermore, it's a, it's a test from your heavenly Father. It's actually a test. It's a test to see where our obedience is in terms of our Father in heaven. I want you to turn in your Bible, and I have this, I think I have Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 through 10. If you'll stand with me this morning, Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 and 10, as we stand we're going to read this, and this is the only place in the entire Bible where you're going to see God say this word, test me, test me in this. There's no other place in the Bible where God will challenge you and I by saying, test me in this. So listen to these words in Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 through 10. And I'm reading out of the New International Version. It says this, I, the Lord, do not change so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. 
But you ask, how are we to return? Verse 8, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing there will not be room enough to store it. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you this morning. Your word is enduring forever. Lord, you don't change. The word of God declares that. Lord, today I just want to talk real briefly about that principle, the principle of generosity. And Lord, I don't want people again to leave here thinking it's about money. It's not. Lord, this is about a spirit of generosity, about a spirit of loving one another, about a spirit of giving, Lord. I pray that this morning you would anoint these words to our hearing, to our understanding, that your word would be declared in all its truth and it's all in all its boldness. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Look at your neighbor before you're seated and tell him God is good. God is good. Amen. And all the time. Amen. 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 So again, I love that verse because let me tell you, for years I went to church. I, I wasn't raised in church, but when I became a believer in my late 20s, I, I didn't tithe. I didn't give. I mean, that just wasn't part of me. As I, we talked about last week, I ha, we had to be taught. We have to be taught to be generous. We are naturally born takers. If you don't believe me, think about your siblings right now growing up. Every one of you wanted to take, 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 right? And, and that's natural for us. We have to be taught to be generous. It, it goes against our nature, and that's our sin nature, unfortunately, that we're born with. It's, it's a sin nature that we're born with, and we have to l- unlearn that and learn God's ways of being generous. Amen? Amen? So the word tithe in the Bible literally means a tenth, a tenth part. In other words, I make $100, 10%. You mean I get to keep 90% of it, Lord, and I just turn in 10 Yes, that's a tithe. Amen. Any questions? No, that's pretty simple. Amen. The number 10, though, what I want to point out real quick, it's a very symbolic number in the Bible. In in the book of Exodus, there were 10 plagues that the Lord sent down to Egypt. God's standard of righteousness is found in 10 commandments. Jacob was tested 10 times while working for his father-in-law Laban. And then Daniel was tested for 10 days in the first chapter of Daniel. This pattern continues in the New Testament with the ten virgins in the book of Matthew and so forth. I point out these things because a tenth or ten is a symbolic number in the kingdom of God. It's actually a testing from God. It's a test. Again, going back to this verse, verse 10, it's a test. He's testing you and I. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read that, And where it says, and I pick it up, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there won't be enough room to hold it. I don't know about you, but I want to receive the blessing. And so again, let's get this straight. I don't give to get, which is what we talked about last week. I give to give. I give to give, to be a blessing. I give 
a smile to be a blessing. I give of my time to be a blessing to somebody. I give of my finances to be a blessing to somebody. I don't give expecting anything in return. Okay, that's clear. But the word of God says, look, if you follow this principle, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to open the windows of heaven and blessing is going to fall upon you. Now, don't get this all messed up. Some preachers will say, well, you give and you'll receive tenfold, a hundredfold financially. It's not talking about that. It's talking about blessings in in your spiritual life, blessings in your relationships. I don't know about you, but Anna and I, we have a great relationship because we live this principle. We've been tithers ever since we've been married. And before that, we've been tithers. And, and Anna and I have a great blessed relationship. I believe because of that, our children and I and my, and my wife have a great relationship because of that principle. Now, is it perfect? No, but I believe that there's blessings that flow from heaven because I follow that principle. Amen. And that's what it's talking about, blessings that will come from above. Because I look at all the dysfunctionality that we have in our world, and I know that it could all be avoided by us just following simple principles in the Word of God. Amen? And again, God is saying, test me in this. He's challenging you. He's throwing it out there. He's throwing it out, going, I challenge you right now. Test me in this. How many are willing, how many are brave enough to take them up on that? Amen? And here's where I want to establish real quickly the the principle of tithing. Exodus 13 and verse 2. Exodus 13 and verse 2 says the following. Consecrate to me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether man or animal. This was God's command to his people, the Israelites. He was telling them the very first tenth, the very first part belongs to him. The first, the first fruits, I should say, the first offering. It's vital to understand this principle of the firstborn because it's going to carry over to the New Testament. So according to the Old Testament, what that scripture I just read and many others, the firstborn was to either be sacrificed or to be redeemed. There was no other option. Every time one of their livestock animals delivered its firstborn, you were to sacrifice it. You were to give it to God. No question. You were to give it. Now, parallel that thought with Jesus. When John saw him baptizing, and John saw him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes the sins away from the world. The Bible describes also Jesus as the firstborn. Jesus was the firstborn. He was the Father's firstborn. Basically, he was God's tithe to mankind. See, Jesus paid the ultimate price when he went to the cross for you and I. Amen? He was the firstborn of God, in in essence. Jesus was clean. He was perfect. He was unblemished in any way, just as the sacrifices of the Old Testament. See, you couldn't present an old, defective lamb, sheep, goat, to, to the Old Testament God, he, he wouldn't accept that. The Bible said he had to be clean, perfect, without any blemish. Only Jesus fulfilled that, amen? Jesus fulfilled that, and he brought us everlasting life. Do you, do you see there's a, there's a symbolic parallel between the Old Testament and the New Testament in the sense that Jesus came as a sacrifice to redeem you and I, amen? How many here... Um, are, are, are mature enough to remember blue chip stamps. 
right? And, and what I've been told, <clears throat> well, what I remember is licking those blue, blue chip stamps and you put them on booklets and you take them to a redemption center, right? Where you could redeem uh, 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 an appliance, uh, some, something. It was kind of like a store. You, you, you filled up all these booklets with all these stamps that you would get from the gas station, from the grocery market, I think. And, and then you would go and redeem them, right? You redeemed them. You turned them in for something. Jesus Christ redeemed you and I. Amen? He was our literal first fruit offering. Jesus was God's tithe in that sense. He was a tithe. And that's a holy and a very serious thing with God our Father. See, in much the same way, before we see the blessing of God, we have to see it in faith. We can't just say, well... Um, Pastor Rick, I'm, I'm going to write out something. I'm going to give it to you. But wait, let me, let me see if I'm going to have enough here to make sure I, I'm good at the end of the month. You know, that's not what the Word of God said. It said, give the first part and God will take care of the rest. How many have found that to be true? Amen? Amen. God pours out His blessing. And here's the thing I love about our church. And I've said this over and over and over. We have people that give of their time, their talents, and their treasures. See, that's a beautiful blessing to our church. I, and I want to encourage you. I want to continue to encourage you to receive that because it will go well with you when you do that, when you follow those biblical patterns. Amen? Let me read a few scriptures to you here. Exodus 23 and 19, it says, Bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. Proverbs 3, 9, Honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruits of all your crops. 2 Chronicles 31 and verse 5. As soon as the order went out, the Israelites generously gave the first fruits of their grain, new wine, oil, and honey, and all that the fields produced. And then, of course, we read Malachi chapter 3. This is the only place, Malachi chapter 3, again, in the entire Bible, all 66 books of the Bible, it says, test, I, test me in this, where the Lord challenges you and says, test me in this. I don't know about you, but if the Lord's saying that, I'm going to take them up on that test. I want to test them. So here's what, what we have to re, uh, realize and, and understand. The very first belongs to God. It belongs to God. And we talked last week about how everything that you have already, does it really belong to you? Do you really own your car? Do you really own your house? No, it all belongs to God. God giveth and he taketh away. Amen. But God, God, God has blessed you. I, I, I've been to some of your homes. You've been to my home. God has blessed us because we follow certain principles. Amen. But in reality, it all belongs to God. All of it does, including our children. They belong to God. What do we do as believers? We dedicate our children as young, as young babies. We dedicate them to the Lord because we realize by saying that to the Lord, we say, Lord, this is your child. This is your child. Bless this child. Help me to just not mess it up. That's what we're really saying to him. Amen? And when we recognize that everything belongs to God, we can more easily follow this principle of tithing. Amen? It's when we don't understand that principle, when we think it actually belongs to me. I shared that story last week about the guy I knew that had a nice big boat. And he pulls into the driveway. With a nice big boat. I said, nice boat you got there, brand new boat. 
And he goes, I worked hard for that boat. And I go, yeah, God bless you, man. He goes, nah, no, I, I really worked hard for that boat. He insisted again. And I said, well, yeah, God bless you. He goes, no, you don't understand. I worked extremely hard. I put a lot of time in for that boat. I said, no, you don't understand. God blessed you with the ability to work to be able to get that boat. Amen. We went at it like this for a few minutes. Finally, he got it eventually. Not that moment, not that night, but eventually he got it. <clears throat> Let's not be like that person or, or have that lack of understanding that we own anything. We don't. God's given you the ability in whatever career you have to be able to have the things you have. Amen? What he's telling you and I is, here, here's a blessing. I want you to manage this. You're really stewards. You're managers. All of you here, you're managers already. Garland, you're a manager already. Amen? And you'll be a manager at your job place here soon. I know that. But again, you, you and I are to manage what God has given us in our life. Now, it requires faith to be able to do that, to give first. Thank you, brother. I see some H2O. Amen. Let me uh, take a sip of this first. Amen. Now, that's a blessing right there. Amen. God bless you. So, again, because it requires faith to give first, very few believers actually ever tithe. I mean, I, I said our church gives, but very few believers ever learn that principle of giving because they don't, they, they're afraid, I think. They're, they're afraid to test God in this. They're afraid. And really what's happening is you're saying, I recognize you. When, when you decide to put God first, you're saying, God, I'm putting you first. And whatever it is that you want out of my life, I give to you. Whatever it is. And when you do that, I promise you, I promise you, the word of God promises you, it will go well with you. Blessings will flow. The floodgates of heaven will open up upon you. And until you try that, until you test God in that, I can't tell you enough how, how God will bless you in that area. Amen? Amen. I recognize you first and I'm putting you first into my life and I trust you to take care of every need of my life, Lord. I trust you to take care of that car payment, my mortgage payment, my rent payment, my whatever payment you may have. God will take care of that. Now, he wants you to be a wise steward of how you handle your finances, how you handle your time, your talents. It's all rolled in together, all of that, because all of the time, talents, and treasures, God gives to you, and he wants to, you to use those in a generous way, amen? So what I'm trying to say is, in essence, this is what it comes down to, the attitude of your heart. What is the attitude of your heart? Or let me put it to you this way. Let me ask you this question this morning. Do I trust God enough? Do I trust God enough to give the first part to Him? Do I trust God enough this morning? That question becomes huge this morning. That question is huge because this is a principle of first fruits. The principle of first fruits was put into the spiritual creation at the very beginning by God Himself. The first portion, you know, the Bible described the first portion is the redemptive portion. And when that first portion is given to God, 
The rest is redeemed. I, I mentioned those blue chip stamps. When we turn those in, we redeem them. We redeem them for a prize. When, when you give to God, what he's really saying to you is, okay, you've given to me of your time, your talents, and treasures. Now I'm going to bless the rest of the finances that, you've give, that you haven't given. I'm going to bless because you've obeyed me in that principle. How many have found that to be true? That's what the, the most amazing thing about God's word is right there. Amen? And I'm getting ready to close. I told you I was going to keep it very brief. This principle here this morning, it means confronting in your life and in my life, who's really on first in your life? Who's really number one? Is it me or is it God? Again, what I'm, what I'm challenging you here today as your pastor is, am I being generous? This isn't about money. This isn't about money. I'm using it to speak on, but I'm talking to you about your heart. Who's number one in your life? Are we being so selfish that we don't have time for those around us? Are we being so selfish that we, we, we don't want to help those around us? What, what's going on here? Amen? The blessed life means obeying this principle. Obeying this principle of who's really first in my life. And this is what happens. When you obey this principle... You have now supernatural power working for you. The Bible said that he blesses you. Amen. Can you put the Malachi chapter 3 verses 6 through 10 back up there again? Malachi chapter 3 verses 6 through 10. Uh, go to the next slide. Number, number 9. Number, number 8. But uh, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings... You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. That's the curse I'm talking about. Go to the next slide. Bring the whole tithe in the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And here's the blessing when you give of a generous heart. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. God is challenging each of us. And he's saying, look, test me in this. I will open the, ble the blessings for you. I'll pour them out. You're not even going to have room to hold them, to, to be able to obtain or, uh, all the blessings I have for you. Amen? The blessed life means obeying this principle and having supernatural power working for you. The opposite of this is true. When we don't follow that principle, you have your time, talents, and treasures working against you. Working against you. Because of that scripture and others like it. We, I don't know about you, but I want to have everything working for me. I want to have everything supernaturally working for me. I want to have my prayers answered like Brother Robert. That God would be able to speak to me and give me a dream and give me a date. And tell me what's going to happen. And for me to just trust him that he's going to meet my need. Amen. The blessed life. Do you want to have, again, your time, talents, and treasures blessed? Or do you want to have them cursed? It's really that simple. And it starts with my heart. Where is my heart in this process? Where is my heart? Here's what I know. And here's what I would leave you with this morning. The scriptures teach that Christians, believers, are to be generous. To be loving. To be sacrificial, expectant, and cheerful givers. And I'll mention it again. Last week I mentioned that there's a few of you that write on your envelopes that when you give, given with joy, 
given with a cheerful heart. I love that. What that tells me is you've discovered that principle of giving to the Lord. What belongs to the Lord belongs to the Lord. And what you're really saying is, I don't question that. I don't doubt that. In fact, I love to do this. That, I, 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 you can't pay for that. You can't, you can't buy it anywhere. There's no seminar that can teach you that principle. You have to learn that for your own in the Word of God. The Word of God declares it. And when you have that, blessings fall upon your life. Amen? So again, it's my prayer this morning that the Holy Spirit, if you have not yet learned that principle, to challenge you. Maybe you're thinking, well, Pastor Rick, 10%, are you out of your mind? I grew up putting a dollar in the plate, you know, or two dollars. That's fine. That's where I came from. That's where I came from. But maybe, maybe he's asking you to just give a little bit. Try it. Try it. Try building that up in faith. Try and see what happens. Ultimately, go back to that scripture and test him. And say, okay, Lord, your word declares this. I'm going to reach out in faith, and I'm going to put all my trust in you. And my daughters have learned this principle since they were young. They tithe, and they've been faithful in their tithing. And it's been amazing to watch them learn that principle and watch the blessings of God flow in their life. Amen? I'm just encouraging you, test God in this. Amen? Won't you try that this morning? Amen. Go to the Lord in prayer and ask him, Lord, how can I give? What can I give of my time, my talents, my treasures this morning and going forward? Here's, what I, here's your homework assignment for this week, okay? I want to give you another homework challenge this week. If you've never obeyed, and this is for those that have never, have never done this, if you've never obeyed that principle of tithing, test God in this this, this, this week, next week, going forward. Say, okay, I heard what Pastor Rick was saying, and if, if truly, God, if that's what you want me to do, let me try this. I'm going to test you in this. I'm going to see what happens. So I pray right now that if that's you this morning, and you begin to do that, I pray God's blessings would be poured upon you. I pray that the, the blessings would pour out from the windows of heaven upon you in your relationships, in your home life, in your workplace. Maybe you're struggling to find a job. I pray that that just because you begin to obey God in that area, that, that opportunities would open up, that God alone can open up. How many know that God, what he's wanting from you is, where are you? Where's your heart? Where's your heart? Is it still out there in the world, belonging to yourself, selfish? Or, or, or is your heart now with me? Are you willing to give me 100% of that heart? Because ultimately, that's what he wants. 